trash pan. are high excitement is in the air spirits are high our special guest this week literally just walked into the building spirits are high. Before i was going to let off the air horns it is episode six of our yeah. spn yeah he yeah. is jeff i am mark and we have an rspn wonderful time of the year getting his vocals off <laughs> Showing everybody his vocal range, his vocal mm-hmm. chops. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're back at it again, man. I'm Return. so happy to be a part of these guys, man. So happy to be back here, a part of the RSPN crew for this um, this season and, you know, and for many more seasons to come. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm just happy to get the ball rolling, man. NBA is back. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. I'm very thankful to have Mr. Mack in here with us. Yeah, Chris yeah. Mack. For episode mm-hmm. six of RSPN, but more important than episode six, it is our official 2019-2020 NBA season opener. Yeah. Oh. Still so letting off more air horns than we usually do. Oh, let it rock. Let that shit go. Let it go. Let it go. Sorry, all Yankee fans, if you can hear this over the air horn. Oh man. Hey, DC took it over, dog. <laughs> May not be for the Wizards, but we're taking over Mystics, oh, man. WBA champions. You know, we got the World Series to unlock the Nationals. So I know they're going to do it, even though I'm a Braves fan. You know, hey, oh, any, any, if there's any any goodwill for my home area, that's that's good for me, man. Yeah, I will give a fair warning to everybody listening this week. The Atlanta love is very deep in the air right now. As I get prepared for my trip out to Atlanta in the next what, two, three weeks. Damn, uh, is it really that soon? Yep, it's going to be two, three Bro. weeks for Red Bull Music Festival. Yeah, we're going to be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RNC I got five ways to sneak into there, dog. I RNC affiliate come through. Sneak in. Hey, man, it's just like this. You know, everybody ready to go, man. RNC Atlanta. It's going to be a good time. I'm so like, I haven't seen you guys in a few months now, so. Exactly, and it's going to be very exciting. The one thing that I am worried about is the amount of Hawks fans. that I have no idea. Who's coming though? But other than you, and uh, it's, it's, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be a surprise. I think it's going to be a surprise. I think Ty's coming. Well, Ty lives here, nigga. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have to move too far. But J Five's going. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going. Who? Who? Who else? I don't know. Whoever else wants to pull, I, I can't spoil it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm I'm just around, so you know. If it's exactly, really we, 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 we I, I ain't got Chris. shit to do. We'll <laughs> we be meeting Chris at Follies. You never even know. Mm. <laughs> But the most important thing that we have going on this week in RSPN is something that we have hinted about, talked about very, um, very lightly, mm-hmm. and uh, have teased throughout the preseason to all of our fans and listeners of not only RSPN, but the RNC Radio Network as well. Yeah. Jeff uh, and I specifically, very, very happy um, and very, very We talked about this a while ago. 
Exactly. So this wasn't planned for the past couple of months while we were out in uh, California. And of course, shout out to Josh Pease for coming through on the initial episode, the first episode of RSPN, where we had the idea of um, doing this for everybody. Uh, Jeff and I have been very, very thankful for everybody that has been listening for the past, how long has it almost been two years, right? About a year and yeah. a half? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. About a year and a half of our relationship that we've had on the RNC radio network is just being two big fans of the NBA sports in general, but more so um, our favorite sport of the NBA and having so many different people come in and share their love, share their knowledge um, as far as guests, listeners, everybody who has shared and, and liked what we have going on here on the network. We have been um, very thankful of all of the supports. Uh, all the new friends that we have made, yeah. um, all the new fans. If we have made fans of the NBA compared to other sports leagues, um, that is amazing as well. Uh, but we want to have our best opportunity, our first opportunity um, to give back to all of our listeners, um, all the supporters of the page. And with that, we are going to have, mm. uh, what are we going to call this, Jeff? We want to do it our war-ready giveaway. War-ready giveaway, huh? I think I think it's best. It's either going to be our war ready giveaway or or we'll refer to it as the year of the duo. Year of the I think duo. the year of the duo year might the be. Duo. A, yeah, let's go with year of the duo. So uh, the purpose right. of the year of the duo in these past couple of months in the NBA, a lot of things have changed away from our terminology of big three and turned into more um, of a duo perspective and a duo um, personality just based on the different trades that we have had um, and teams that have switched away from a uh, big three mentality that we had had in the early 2010s. And now that 2020 is a couple of weeks away, um, now teams are more centered on having a really good solid two-man trip two-man power trip with a lot of the different core pieces that are uh, within them. We've had, we discussed the battle of Los Angeles amongst all many of the other teams that are going with this model. And with that, I think we're interested in having two solid fans. Yeah. Making sure that they're war ready in yeah. their best gear. Yeah. And yeah, with that, Man, that sounds amazing. To celebrate the 2019, 2020 NBA season, we are giving away two jerseys. Uh, before, before, um, excuse me if I interject. Uh, but what kind of jerseys are these going to be, Mark? So they're not, they're not the replicas. They're not the iron no, prints. We, nigga, we ain't doing. Everything is authentic. Oh, unfortunately, okay. unfortunately, <laughs> do not let Jeff hype you up. We do not have everything money for is authentic, authentic off the court, off the backs of players, nigga. I'm making I'm pure American. American I'm making the pure, pure 100 American jerseys here, Jeff. Ma- made in America. We might oh not yes. Yes, because no, no, we, no, are, no. We, are, we are highly focused on making sure that everything no, is American-made no. on this. Uh, but... <laughs> uh, so they won't they won't be authentic. Unfortunately, we're so we're doing two Nike NBA Swingman jerseys. They're either going to be an association jersey or an Icon Edition Swingman. But mm-hmm. two of those jerseys will be given out to the winners. 
The winners have yeah. the opportunity to choose whichever jersey that they would like based on their team. We would love for the winners to be able to rep their team and make sure that they are war ready for this upcoming season. And yeah. with that, uh, I think the best way that we can do that is give out a jersey. There's many different uh, give out new two jerseys. Exactly. There's many different new players that are going to be in new teams this season. Whatever you want. Whatever you. I don't. I don't give a fuck if you buy the Buddy Hield. I don't. I don't care. If y'all pick a fucking Tyler Zeller, whatever it is y'all looking for, does a player still have to be playing? Uh, the player doesn't still have to be playing, but more than likely, I'm not buying our, no. I'm not buying no no Michael Jordan retros. So don't. No, ask. no, we're not doing retros. We're not doing throwbacks. Oh, damn, no throwbacks, man. Not wow. no classic. Damn, jersey, no Mitchell and Ness jerseys. Uh, there might be one time that we can do a Mitchell and Ness jersey. Now that I speak that, if, if we do, if we do Mitchell and Ness, I need. I need another. You need that sponsorship, man. Yeah, I need another RNC advance. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't include that with any of our. Um, yeah. uh, it's, not it's not my deal. Yeah. I don't know what y'all need. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but um, it's going to be the most recent jerseys, of course, your most recent players. Uh, we will not be doing any classics, no throwbacks, anything like that. But um, the most recent Nike Association, Nike Icon Edition Swingmans will be available to you. Um, if you, I think your best bet to be able to win these jerseys is to follow the RNC Radio Live page on Twitter. So we only have two rules. We made it really easy. Two jerseys, two rules. That's it. That's it. The first rule that you're going to want to uh, pay attention to when we drop the episode um, at our usual time that we do, of course, we drop every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on the RNC Radio Live page. The first thing that you're going to want to do is retweet the tweet that we send out. Of course, um, the episode link that we do drop on Twitter will have uh, our usual links and our previews to what is going to be on the episode, but we will specifically say retweet this tweet yeah. to be eligible to win these jerseys. Yep. The second rule that we have in this giveaway. This shit is important. Okay. This is the most important, this important. part. This is this is very important. Follow. Most, yes. Follow RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Twitter.com slash RNC Radio Live. If you do not follow us as you of yet. be following it. Or if this is a brand new show. If this is your first introduction to the RNC Radio um channel i mean complete uh, a complete hug welcome but this is a great episode to be your first one of because yeah. you have your first opportunity to win something from the rnc radio team so hey we don't want to reach and, and you're going to you, follow us on twitter absolutely and if you and if you unfollow us after i'm holding the tracking number hostage <laughs> yeah them jerseys are coming to me so, so. stay down yeah. so stay, stay down you know what i'm saying Check us out week to week. We got great content, but yeah, we definitely want to give away these jerseys to you guys because the support has been great and phenomenal. And of course, the NBA season is back. So it's important that we give back uh, and, we, and we let you guys know we appreciate everything. Exactly. We, we, we would truly hope that you stay um, tuned for everything that we have on the RNC radio channel because, of course, outside of RSPN, there are um, new playlists and, of course, new podcasts that we are dropping within our fall content. Um, yeah. Shout out to Cam. He just dropped two shout great episodes Cam. for the, the first young, responder. Yeah. 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 Blood. My young mate has been getting plenty of great love from us as well as all of his followers on Twitter as well. So we love to have that. But, of course, you have everything that's going on with the A-Show. Mount Jesus, Silver. Mount Silver. Mount Silver. Lately, Lookout is coming back Lookout. 
We got some more stuff too. We got got more shit. Are you guys doing um a Washman podcast too? Hey man, look, right? We can't, we can't. We, oh, what podcast? Uh, he's talking about Watchmen. We can't, oh, get, we Watchmen can't let everything out. We can't let everything out. There's other things in development as well because everybody in this motherfucker is talented and everybody got something right. to say and we're all creative and we're all untouchable. So there's definitely going to be uh, some more things in the making. But I don't know. I can't confirm or deny Watchmen part. Now, the, the, the most... Uh, well, I won't say the most important part, but the best part <laughs> out of all of this is going to be when are we going to announce the two winners? So the winners will be announced on Friday, October 25th. It'll be a little bit later in the evening, but Jeff and I will be live via the RNC Radio Instagram page. And we will literally be announcing our two winners in real time so that they will be able to uh, check us out on our Instagram page as well as Twitter. But on Instagram is where we will be on Instagram live. Uh, We'd love to do more IG live content for all of us who follow on Instagram. So this will be your first opportunity to see us as we give away the two names um, and our two winners of these NBA jerseys. Of course, if you are chosen as one of our two winners, we'll be in contact with you directly. Um, you can tell us the team that you'd like to be war ready for, as well as your size. We will take care of everything else from there, and we hope that you enjoy the season as much as we will be. Yeah, we're paying for everything, shipping, all that. Now, you might not be able to, uh, we might not be able to confirm that uh, these will be off the backs of NBA players. So please do not look for any sweat or any type of scent that is coming from these jerseys. These will be fresh from yeah, our see Nike Connect. Do. I'll see what I can do. No, please don't. Please don't put sweat on these. <laughs> see what I can do. Don't play on these in advance because we cannot confirm. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out Nike. Shout out Nike uh, off top. Exactly. We have, we coming, um, we coming, we coming for you. Shout out Nike. We have <laughs> we have had many of uh, uh, people over there that have made this possible. So of course, thank you um, to those who have helped us with that over at Nike. And um, I think I, I I think the only thing that's left is just the excitement that's going to come from people getting these jerseys. I'm very ready for this season. Jeff is ready for this season, and Chris is as well. Oh, you know Absolutely. it. Absolutely, most definitely. It's gonna like, be great. This is, the anticipation has been mounting all day. But I will and- say. I will. I, I truly do hope that the winners, or at least one of the two winners, don't waste our money on a Knicks jersey, please. Hey, I mean, let's just. Man, let's, but, let's hey, think there's, there's a lot. Let's there's a lot of Knicks fans out there. There's a lot of Knicks fans I mean, out there. I mean, I, I mean, I understand this. Problem. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the winner is like somebody who has a a team that like everybody respects, and maybe you know they're not necessarily huge, and we got to get like a really dope jersey of like a player that we wouldn't expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, I would be. Like I would be, I would yeah. Like I would, I would be proud to to cop over Depot. Oh, Depot with jersey would be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like I respect that. I respect. I thought that. you were going like, yeah, I want a Joe Ingles jersey. No, Joe Ingles jersey be hard too, man. Would a Joe I'm Ingles jersey be hard? I haven't seen too many Joe Ingles jerseys. Shout out to Joe Ingles. We have to talk about him. My best. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about to send the Chris Middletons. The Chris Middleton. Everybody getting a Chris Middleton. You know, a Chris Middleton might be. Chris Middleton, uh, cool. Chris Middleton might I be feel excited. like Chris Middleton would be a dope jersey, like twenty years to him down the road. Yeah, even though, like having a damn uh, Michael Red Bucks jersey. Yeah, something like that, man. Yeah, I like one of like those. That or, or that or like a Sydney Moncrief. You know, take it way back. You know, 
Yeah, the options will be completely up to the two winners. If you'd like to be invested in the Battle of Los Angeles like we are this season in RSPN and you'd like to do something Lakers and – holy shit, I almost said Lakers. Lakers and Clippers oriented. Orioles. Orioles. Be sure to to (laughs) to do so. Uh, (laughs) If you'd like anything on the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, new players – uh, rookies, ah. veterans of the team, all of that will be up to you based on what we have for the Nike Association, the Icon Edition jerseys, um, and of course, any of the options that we have with that, we will be able to provide to you once you win. So again, all you have to do, retweet the tweet when we drop it, follow RNC Radio Live on Twitter, and you will be automatically selected into the contest. And we will announce all of those details on Friday. And on top of everything else, we 100% thank everybody who has provided us so much excitement and so much love and appreciation in this past year and a half (laughs) of RSPN. And we'd love to do a lot more of it. Um, So this will be our first rendition, and we'll see how it goes. I got a few uh, other. I got. I got, I got a few burner accounts. Let me go in. I got a few burner accounts. I'm gonna retweet. If I see Jeff's email repetitively on this damn giveaway, <laughs> hey, give me that call shit. the shit out immediately. So have you have you told have you told our listeners that I'm not going to be here for the rest of this episode because I have um, a play to make. Unfortunately, a, a, a play a hashtag. Let's just say hashtag play to make. I'm sure everybody <laughs> is, is winking at their phones right now. They know what play to make is. Yo, so uh, I have a play to make. So I will not be on the rest of this episode. Um, I will leave the clicker right here just in case you the, guys. Throw, you throw, no, no, throw the damn clicker. In case, throw the damn clicker. In case, in case you guys want to sw- uh, switch over to I am not genius. It's, it's the option is there. Now I'm just playing. Uh, no, Chris is phenomenal, you know, so I'm, I'm happy for him to be my replacement for the day and I'll obviously be back next week and you'll hear from us uh, talking about basketball all tonight. Some really good games going on. Um, but yeah, I got to make this play. Hey man, yeah. do what you got to do, bro. Oh, make some plays, bro. Stay safe hey, out there though. Uh, Mark, in yes, the, sir. in the, in the show, you know. Beep, beep, beep. No, it's not. Hey, 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 cut the break, cut the break, cut the break, cut, cut. I don't make, I don't make. All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode six. He is Chris, and I am Mark. As Jeff had uh, stepped out for a moment to make hashtag a play, I want everybody who is listening to get on Jeff's head for this damn play because I one hundred percent know <laughs> for a fact what this <laughs> play is. But we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave Jeff below right now, and we'll discuss um, some very important things that have been happening in the NBA as opening night is tonight. We can go over the NBA schedule. Oh, buddy. For- for week one of um, our first looks at our favorite teams this week. But uh, for the past few weeks on RSPN, episode four and episode five entailed uh, some last minute conversations and pretty much some immediate heartfelt emotions that could be involved in the NBA and China. In episode four, um, a lot of the information that we had between the Houston Rockets and um China's relationship were pretty immediate because Daryl Morey's tweet ended up being that weekend and we had our thoughts and our first ideas of what we would like to um, 
address this as from that perspective of being from the United States and viewing everything that is happening out in the Hong Kong protests and not wanting things to get too dangerous or too bad um, based on our players being out in China. And at that time, the Lakers and the Nets were preparing at that moment to head over to Shanghai and play their two games. But episode five ended up in a little bit of a different state because the beginning of the episode was us very happy that China was somewhat reeling things back as far as their anger and their suspensions towards the NBA. Um, And literally, as we are recording the episode, LeBron James quote came out uh, regarding Daryl Morey and his opinions and his thoughts on what that meant from Daryl Morey, what he thinks about the tweet and did not want to get too deep into what was entailed in the tweet from Daryl Morey, uh, but just said that he did not think that that was the wisest move to be able to tweet that. Almost seems like he wanted to say that it's very selfish for Daryl Morey to uh, tweet something like that and put careers, money, and a lot of things for the NBA uh, at stake with that. For the past week, we've seen a report from an anonymous GM stating that despite the fact that Adam Silver is 100% supportive of Daryl Morey and has told um, anybody who was listening in China that Daryl Morey has been punished as far as what they thought was responsible from an NBA's perspective, but they did not want to go as far as what essentially what China wanted. And China has not 100% confirmed that they wanted Daryl Morey fired, but Adam Silver has been very specific in saying that we have penalized Daryl Morey based on our specific standards, depending on whatever those standards are. And with that, the executives and the GMs have not been happy at all with Daryl Morey and this entire situation at all with China. Have you felt these past two, almost three weeks of what we have experienced with um, the South sport and China as well? It's, uh, I feel like it's, this is going to be one of those uh, situations that's going to drag on throughout the entire course of the season. I mean, even when we start getting the ball rolling and tip-off is underway later tonight, uh, there's always going to be questions about, you know, uh, the NBA's relationship with China, um, you know, the the future, you know, financial implications that it will incur, you know, yeah. going into free agency in the summer. And, you know, and also how it's affecting, you know, some of like the current like rookie skill extensions that we're seeing right now. Uh, and, and, you know, it's it's – it's, it's going to be it's going to be a weird time, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, when it starts progressing and, and with the Houston Rockets, of course, uh, if their ban, their countrywide ban on games, if it's going to continue or if it's ever going to be lifted or, you know, if Daryl Morey is ever going to like, you know, I don't know, uh, speak up for himself and explain yeah. his actions and, and and see, you know, and start owning up. To what he you know what he said and what he did you know mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks back and, and and you know not you know letting um players you know clean up you know the, the mess that he's made and now you know with, you know the whole LeBron situation you know the way that he went about it uh you know the, just to backtrack from last week it was it was not as you know it, I mean it kind of did go the wrong way but I understand where he was coming from considering the circumstances and the fact that you know he probably you know more than likely had his family present with him as well and along mm-hmm. with his teammates and you know the Brooklyn Nets also and you know he it is it was just a very uh very stressful time 
for everyone that was involved. And and the fact that Maury, you know, he was able to like, you know, hide back at home and, you know, and not, you know, you know, speak of his own actions. So what's going on and the fact that he's still comfortable in his seat as general manager of the Rockets and facing no repercussions whatsoever, no disciplinary action. I could see why LeBron took that stance and why he was upset. And the fact that, you know, he, you know, talked to Adam Silver himself and said that it was unlikely that, you know, a player, you know, or any player, if they would have took the same approach that Maury did, that they would have the same protections, you know, going forward. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like LeBron is, is very uh, player first when it comes to a lot of these situations. And we were able to see it last week where they um, had their players only meeting as far as protecting uh, themselves uh, financially. And I think that was the most controversial um, piece of anything that LeBron had said last week, because um, the first area that was of his concern uh, with Daryl Morey's tweet is that um, he said that he did not think that Daryl may have um, thought about this from a financial standpoint and people threw their arms up in the air like, oh, you got uh, how many, you're almost a billion dollar athlete. Blah, 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 blah. And, and of course that is, that is something could be uh, uh, viewed as controversial, but outside of that, uh, a lot, a lot of the rest of the quote just seemed, uh, it was just, it was just odd timing. I felt like, the beginning of last week showed an area where the NBA and China were kind of calming things down and everything seemed to be okay, despite the fact that there were some fans that were not very happy of uh, NBA's approach to all of that. I feel like the NBA handled that as best as they could, especially to make sure that Daryl Morey uh, did not get the disciplinary action that maybe China would have wanted or any of the executives and GMs that are currently mad up as of right now. But that was the one thing that I was mainly focused on. What happens if Daryl Morey ends up getting released by the Houston Rockets? I feel like anybody who would um, take a chance on Morey following that, as long as he was not say banned from the NBA for say X amount of months or I mean I really hope that it would not end up being at that position. But I started taking into account once you immediately hear this news, like if, if Houston throws this away, which it would be terrible for the Houston Rockets based on how many different things that Maury has um done to assist Houston being in the position that they are right now, who could end up being stealing Daryl Maury? Yeah, there's like, you know, but also on the flip side, you know, there, you know, he will have, you know, this reputation, I mean, taking a hit if it's already hasn't been down at this point. Yeah. And, you know, he'll be a social pariah. You know, if Houston would fire, who will really pick him up at that point? You know, despite the fact that he was like, you know, uh, a game changer, bringing in analytics into the league and, you know, focusing heavily on that and, and changing the entire culture of the Houston Rockets. But as far as, you know, him like trying to change another team around, uh, you know, that that might be slim to none, you know, especially, you know, it, it, you know, if this China NBA situation is continues to wage on going into the season and into the next season and the years after that. 
Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm hoping as much coverage as we've had on the NBA and China as well. Um, we're hoping that things actually do continue to calm down and maybe uh, relations will be able to um, fix themselves after that. I know there are still uh, a good amount of fans of the NBA who are not 100 percent positive of how to address a lot of these Hong Kong protests and a lot of these situations as well. Even even players themselves. We saw Draymond specifically say that despite the fact that there are many microphones in his face and there are people that want his opinion on what is going on and what they thought about LeBron James quote and things of that nature, Draymond specifically said, I, I truly do not have the amount of information on this subject that I would like to. And uh, with that, he didn't go too deep in his quotes. And I feel like that for a lot of these players is the most respectful thing that you can do because unfortunately, just like you said, and in LeBron James case as well, uh, if there was a player that was highly vocal of what was going on out in Hong Kong, and especially if they uh, were a native of that area being in the NBA as well, it would have been, it would have been pretty dangerous. Yeah. Really, really dangerous. It would like bring me back to like how it was for, uh, um, for, um, um, Momar Abdul-Raouf, you know, mm-hmm. even then, you know, it's completely different situations, you know, you can see how he was like, he was blackballed essentially from the league, you know, when he did want to participate with the national anthem and, and you know, it was like very vocal about his, you know, his uh, Muslim beliefs. Uh, but this here, um, this is just, this is a whole different can of worms. We're talking about uh, geopolitics that could yeah. <laughs> potentially bring about World War III, <laughs> you know, if, you know, going about the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And there were many politicians that hopped on to the uh, situation and the news that came out within the past couple of weeks and said, yeah, we're so disappointed in the NBA kissing China's ass and uh, they're supporting X, Y and Z and yada, yada, yada. And then and you have any of the fans that are critical of the NBA. And like, oh, that wouldn't happen over here. And, blah, 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 blah. and it just became a complete shit show outside of what is the most important part out of all of that. And that was somebody discussing their thoughts on supporting the protesters of Hong Kong in that area. And it becomes very difficult being out here in America and, and, and trying to analyze a lot of that. And that is going to be something that is a problem for um, many different people outside of just NBA players as well. But hopefully in these next um, couple of months, because I don't, it might not be able to be cleaned up in these next couple of weeks. And I, I feel like there's still a good amount of people that need to be talked about um, regarding this but hopefully in these next couple of months, things calm down and clear up so that things can continue very well uh, with the NBA, but especially uh, with a team that is so um, influenced and large in China, like the Houston Rockets are. Yeah, well, certainly. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, there could be some type of middle ground that comes across this so they could just go on their way and, you know, make their money and be able to chase the bag. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's this is, you know, it's, you know, you know, you can't really change the ways of some folks you know no matter you know how how different that they are you know it, yeah. it's, it's just going to be much of an issue of uh you know just trying to see what works best and as far as like people like criticizing the nba goes uh as far as with the their situation with china they're not the only billion dollar corporation here in this country that is groveling at the feet of a common oh, superpower yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah I mean, really, you, you know, you got Apple, you know, they, they can't even like 
have any television shows that can criticize China. In exactly. Their, uh, yeah, they're treading yeah. insanely yeah. lightly on that. They are. They're. They're like. They, they are going in at at the. You know. They're. They're. They're probably have it worse. Than mm-hmm. if, uh, you know. If I want to be. You know. Completely honest with that. Uh, you know, there's so many other corporations as well that you're, you're just like they're they're steering clear of uh, trying to say anything negative or in any you know way or being supportive of um, trying to Hong Kong democracy. You know, and you know, it, it's just you know they they want to step on you know step on the victim or I wouldn't even say step on the victim, but you know just step on the one that's down right now. Exactly, and, and there's problems on top of the NBA. They're just calling on top, and you know it it is be the right time to do it, but you know. You know, eventually everyone's going to have their day. Exactly. Now, this might be an awkward uh, segue into this, but let's hit the music. (laughs) Now, when it comes to uh, our brand new contracts that we have seen in the past couple of hours within the NBA, these are going to be some of our youngest stars that have not only uh, made noise for themselves as far as their own brand, uh, but we do have brand new NBA champions. and We have teams and players that are going to want to be uh, very considerable pieces to these teams that are going uh, for championship contending areas. Uh, amongst any type of rebuilding that they are trying to do and having a face of their team. Now, a lot of this news has dropped yesterday as um, a lot of the rookie scale extensions have appeared, but there's also some new extensions that we'd like to talk about. So just like Ted DiBiase says, we have a lot of money to talk about. So let's begin with one of the biggest stories that have come out in Sacramento. Um, what have you What have you felt about Buddy Heald and his words for the past couple of days of his experience with Sacramento Kings and discussing contract extensions? And despite the fact that Sacramento Kings want to extend Buddy Heald um, outside of his rookie scale contract, uh, he was not a big fan of the numbers that he received. Well, he's right when he says that no big free agent wants to go to Sacramento. That's for sure. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh but hey man you know he still got his back though i mean he you know he he didn't really like the numbers originally well i believe what, what was it it was uh what 86 million four years and that he rejected because it was almost somewhat similar to heritage bar steel of what he got um during the um summer mm-hmm. and now you know he they end up f- finding a common ground um yesterday he ended up signing four years uh 80 it was more along the lines he still got around to like four years 90 million but with a potential to going up to um, 94 million with incentives and the uh, bigger incentives will get him to a max deal of 100 so they found a deal because you know him and his agent wanted um around 110 million which you know i believe he's that's what he deserves you know he had a remarkable year last season you know shooting over 40 percent from three Averaging over mm-hmm. 21 points per game, uh, he's. It feels like he's going to get even better, you know, as a shooter. And now, you know, uh, he's uh, the, he will be able to reach, you know, this first incentive is to be like top 10 in three point percentage, which is should be fairly mm-hmm. easy for him to do. So you know, uh, come the start of the season, he's going to be looking for every three point shot that's wide open, or he's going to be pulling up from deep just to make sure he reaches his numbers. The yeah. other incentives, though. <laughs> The other incentives are pretty interesting um, because 
it will require him to be either an all-star or reach the NBA finals, which uh, right. to my estimation, that, that, I don't think that's two. going to happen <laughs> in Sacramento. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's over that's, two. I, I'm like, um, uh, uh, I, I mean, it's possible. It's not really. No, it's not. It's not uh, as far as also, but it's definitely not going to be happening um, as far as being an NBA um, title contender. Uh, but it's likely that that contract is still very tradable. And mm-hmm. it's but um, if, you know, if Fivek and um, Fadi Divac, you know, if they do him right, they probably would trade him off to a potential contender that could give him the possibility of going into the NBA finals and he could meet his um meet his incentives. Uh but as far as the like the whole deal is concerned, uh I I, I really want wanted to see how this is gonna play out with um between him and Harrison Barnes because the way he uh reacted <laughs> with the first um contract, you know, he said it was insulting. You know, that was the same deal Barnes got. I'm like, yeah, and you know, the, the Kings paying Barnes, they did kind of mess up, you know, their future um um deals, you know, with De'Aaron Fox, you know, he's gonna have um a decision coming up, you know, next season. And yes. you also got um uh Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, having his decision coming up. He's gonna be um a restricted free agent mm-hmm. um going into the next summer. And you know, it's gonna be, you know, we gotta figure out how, you know, how this plays out with Sacramento. They got a lot of moving parts. And they can, might not find out until February to see if you know if they keep whoever they have now, or they decide to trade out Harrison Barnes in order to free up space for Fox and Bogdanovich. And eventually, Bagley's going to have to get paid soon too. But that's you know a couple of years mm-hmm. down the road. But that's still like a lot of money that they are tied up with right now. Now, as Buddy Heald has all of uh, this energy and this happiness with uh, knowing what his incentives are for this NBA season, just like you said, uh, I'm sure he's going to come out for these first couple of games for the Sacramento Kings swinging uh, for better or for worse. Uh, But how do you think things are going to play out with him and, of course, De'Aaron Fox being the head of a lot of the offense out there in Sacramento? Oh, um, I feel like, you know, they're going to still get the ball rolling from what they were doing last season. Uh, But now, you know, they have a new head coach, you know, Luke Walton. Different system is probably going to be more of an adjusted period again. You know, they brought in, you know, Trevor Trevor Ariza and Corey Joseph and Dwayne Detman, you know, who are fine veterans in their own right. But their contracts are pretty outstanding as well, which also soaked up a lot of their money going in for their young core. Uh, they also brought in Rashad Holmes. Uh, I think he's got what 15 million, and you know, and they, it, it, but he's going to be fighting for minutes as a backup center alongside Harry Giles. Which honestly, I anyone who's the odd man out at this point, it's got to be Giles, which is really unfortunate considering that you know he had a tough break starting out his career with the Kings, you know, with injury, mm-hmm. and now he's finally starting to find his stride, and now you know, it, he might not even have a future with Sacramento at this point. Yeah, I feel I feel like Sacramento is 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 one of the teams that people are going to pay attention to. Um not only just from a Pacific Division standpoint, but just seeing the different types of talent that could come from uh of course like you said De'Aaron Fox was going to have a contract season that is going coming up uh pretty soon um amongst maybe teams that could be interested in Buddy Heald and taking on the um and taking on his contract with that but as far as Pacific decision goes of course the 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 three biggest stories out of that is going to be the Battle of LA and um what comes of the new Golden State Warriors um but 
How does Sacramento compare up to a Phoenix Suns, who is also a team that is similar in having a lot of young talent that people are going to want to pay attention to? They're definitely better than Phoenix right now. <laughs> uh, you know, but but there's still question marks with for them as well. And it's funny because, you know, tomorrow night, uh, Phoenix and Sacramento open up the season against each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of that could be, you know, even though it's the first game of the season, a lot of those questions can be answered right off the bat of, you know, how far the gap is between them, which I still feel like is very significant considering how things turned out last season. Um, you know, Devin Booker, you know, uh, uh, you know, he's finally got a point guard in Ricky Rubio that can help him. Uh, yeah. take the ball out of his hands. He can work off ball, be able to move out, get get easier looks. Um, for Rubio, you know, it, it, it's helping out DeAndre Ayton, who needs the ball himself to work into the post. Because remember those last few games of the season, Devin Booker was going on those fifty point scoring rampages, and yeah. you know, Ayton was nowhere to be found. He's trying to get the ball, and exactly. you know, <laughs> Booker's just driving to the lane. He's like, hey, I'm trying to help my rookie of the year um, talk right here. Yeah, he was talking. Yeah, he was. He completely iced him out at the rookie of the year talk when he had a pretty, you know, damn good season himself. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see, you know, Aiton's numbers go up this year. Um, you know, Kelly Oubre. You know, I, you know, I love Oubre. Uh, he he mm-hmm. should be great for them. You know, he got a nice deal there. Uh, but they're still going to be pretty rough defensively, man. Like, uh, it's, it's still going to be rough for them. Uh. You know, Booker's, you know, he's going to be good. Of course, you know, he's going to do what he can. But there's only so much that team is going to have. Hopefully, Monty Williams, you know, who's coming in as the head coach, be able to instill some type of discipline, uh, a winning culture there for the Suns because, you know, that, that organization is just ass butter. But so are the Kings. So it's, <laughs> exactly. it's, 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 but the it's Kings, the you know, area but, the yeah. Yes, but but the Kings, you know, they, they were, you know, just a few spots shy of the AFC. You know, mm-hmm. it just didn't work out in their favor. They lost. They ran out of gas towards the end, and we weren't able to get anything done. But, you know, I, I still have hope for Sacramento. I know they, they should still be good, but I, I don't really like their chances going into the playoffs right now. Um, This year is because, you know, the West is just overloaded at this point. Yeah. And Phoenix, well uh, – you know, I just feel like it's just going to be another one of those years where Phoenix is going to be bad, you know. And But Devin Booker, I can see his numbers going up. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it, they're, they're going to be terrible, man. I just hope the best for um, Mikael Bridges and, and my dog, Aaron Baines, and <laughs> Aaron Baines fan club, you know, having, you know, having a, a, a frenzy, you know, whenever he scores a, a big dunk or a super huge three. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny that you bring up um, Devin Booker. Of course, there was a little bit of controversy regarding him this past summer of of, of him working out on um, – on oh, oh, yeah, Mr. Double Team. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That was that was one of his uh, oh. uh, worst areas for the past summer. What are, what are the chances of him getting double team off the rip in the very first possession? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he just gets double teamed as soon as Shagamon is like, oh, time out. No, 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 time out. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this this early. <laughs> Like I, I really, I really, ha- I really see him getting double team immediately. Yeah, just just to see, you know, the players just fucking with him because I'm, I have a feeling he's going to get ripped a lot starting the season. Exactly. I mean, yeah. If if you if you specifically show you can't handle it, let's do it. Let's. I'm sure a lot of teams will be able to take that incentive and and start doing it to get him out of of uh, wanting to score those 50, 60, and then even trying to entertain seventy again uh, for Phoenix. I feel like it's a good idea. But the, the but the um the 
most recent news for Devin Booker, or at least the most recent news that Devin Booker has been in, has been the slam uh, article between his fellas. That's right. Carl Anthony Towns, and of course, the new Golden State Warrior in D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you can read that article online of everything that they had discussed in Slam, but uh, the biggest quote that came from all of that seemed to be an idea that it looks like they're going to um, be trying to teaming up in these next couple of years. Maybe their contracts will be able to to segue into everything linking up just as beautiful as as things did in, say, Miami in 2010. But they are plotting on being the next big three as um, we discussed the year of the duo. They'd like to make things a little bit throwback and be a three-star team depending on wherever they land in these next couple of years. Would Would you like a team with all three of them? Man, it was supposed to happen this summer, wasn't it? Uh, I feel like when the Russell news came out and then uh, Brooklyn getting Kyrie Irving, I feel like people were calling D'Angelo Russell out to Phoenix, and that was going to be something that was immediate, but he ends up going out in the trade to Golden State. Phoenix was not able to get that done, but um, what happens with Towns? Yeah, because you you had uh, Wolves fans who were hoping to trade Wiggins out to Phoenix for Booker. And hopefully that, you know, they were able to sign D'Angelo, but all of that fell through and, you know, they were stuck with Jordan Bell and <laughs> and Shabazz Napier and, you know, and man, who else they got? Robert Covington? You know, he's great. I like Robert Covington, you know. I feel like Covington had a good year uh, last still, year. With what he still did. got Jeff Teague, so I don't know. It's, it's yeah. a damn shame. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is gonna. Jeff, you know, I, I wanted to. I want. I want to dig more into that. As Jeff is running his play, let's just dig into Minnesota. Hey, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to trash Wolves that much. I think they're going to be all right. I, I feel like Towns is going to have an awesome season because uh, now he's he's free of tips. You know, Thibodeau is there. Jimmy Butler is no longer there harassing him. Uh, it, you know, you got Ryan Saunders. You know, his his game plan is just you know feed Towns the rock. And let him go to work. And you know, he's been he was excellent in the second half of the season last year. And you know, he was on the tear most of the preseason too. He looked really good. Um, and he's gonna have a I feel like he's gonna have a really good year. Uh I don't know about Wiggins. Uh nothing's really has changed for me as most as I see him. Uh he's still putting up seven for twenty-five performances right now, yeah. and you know, it is very frightening. And you know, it, hopefully they can find a way to really move him out mm-hmm. and you know if worse comes to worse for phoenix man they really probably have to pull that trigger and move him and reunite him with, with uh with carl like devin and carlton towns going to minnesota and, and they get wiggins the fuck out of there into phoenix so he could become josh jackson 2.0 uh, <laughs> i feel like i feel like it'd be highly interesting i mean i like i like what uh russell was able to provide out to brooklyn devin booker i'm Still not 100% on. I mean, I mean, very, very talented, but I, I'm not positive what he will be able to provide from a team perspective uh, just based on what I have been able to see in Phoenix. But again, still still a highly young superstar that could ha- that has plenty of years um, in front of him to be able to uh, build upon that. So I won't necessarily say that he's a player that he is going to be um, with this amount of years that he has had in the NBA. I still feel like there's a lot of growing that could come from that. And of course, Carl Anthony Towns, I didn't really feel like he was the, I didn't really feel like he was as weak as Jimmy Butler was, was um, uh, positioning him as uh, within last year and all the controversy that came from that. But now that he's gone and it feels like Minnesota is 
highly town-centric as right now, we'll be able to see what he uh, has. Maybe he'll be able to have a, um, an all-star performance this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, Towns could have a, a, a all-star season. Uh, you know, as far as the centers go offensively in the Western Conference, uh, he stands out as, like, one of the most prolific. Of course, you know, that, that spot could be taken up easily by Anthony Davis yeah. in Los Angeles. Uh, but, you know, the, as far as anyone else that could put up as many points, you know, from either the, the center or the four position, uh, he's got, you know, a real competitor in Carlton Towns. You know, they essentially their careers has always been in parallel now, but the gap, you know, increased over the last few years. And it's definitely going to even get wider now with Davis being with the Lakers and on a serious title contender in Towns still in Minnesota, where they still have yet to have their new identity reached. And I think what's holding them back really is, is Wiggins. Is that's the only thing that's truly feel like that's holding them back from going another level. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really unfortunate for fans of Andrew Wiggins. It's all of the different hype and excitement that came from that um initial signing out in Cleveland and possibly being with LeBron James. And then you have him shipped over to Minnesota and, and that has not played out for Wolves fans in any type of form that I'm sure that they were sold when this trade was coming on. So um, when it comes to a Wiggins, I would lean more around of things being pretty complacent in that area uh, more than I would a Devin Booker, but I still like to see things happen out for uh, for that. And maybe we'll be able to get that team one day. But if we do stay in the West, as far as brand new teams, uh, DeJounte Murray's brand new deal with the San Antonio Spurs entails a four-year, $64 million contract with all of him, that man. money fully guaranteed. I like DeJounte that's, Murray. That's a great lot. deal. Great deal, man. One of my best 2K cheats, especially in my my team last year. So I have uh, paid very close attention to what uh, DeJounte Murray uh, has been doing. Unfortunately, he did not do too much last season, just based off the fact that he missed the last season off a torn ACL. But this will be an opportunity in this season to prove that he is worth these four years and the $64 million as San Antonio continues to try and be a playoff team uh, going into this future postseason. Do you think, do you think that they'll be able to still hold it down, or does Popovic uh, finally end his streak in the NBA playoffs this season. Man, I'm sorry. I just can't count out San Antonio anytime soon, man. It's, it's difficult. It's, just so, it's very difficult. It's like no matter how bad the team will look early in the season, no matter how, uh, you know, it looks like they're out of gas and, you know, how formidable they are no longer are, they, they just yeah. find a way to win. You just yeah. keep on winning. And, you know, I'm just – right now I'm ex- I really would love to see – Deshante Murray in the playoffs and and see how he you know interacts and works with DeMar DeRozan uh and now you know the Derek White is now in the mix it's gonna be an interesting um uh two-man backcourt you know uh because they're really def- really good defensively uh and, and the possibility of even involving Lonnie Walker as well and see if he could get any mm-hmm. playing time you know it's it, they have a nice little crop of guys uh there and Marcus Aldridge is still good, you know. Yeah, yeah I like Jakob Pertle, uh, and you know, and of course, of course, Demar is good. Rudy Gay is still there, He's still good. Um, and I, you know, you got my dog Demari Carroll, you know. So you know, uh, they have a lot of good character guys, good 
quality guys. And Pop, mm-hmm. you know, even though it looks like every time I see him on the sidelines, he just want to, you know, just feels like he wants to be somewhere else and go on the beach and and never even think about basketball again. Yeah, you know, he looks hard. miserable. He just looks miserable every time you see him on the sidelines. Yeah. I feel like he still have enough in the tank to like push his team, you know, into another playoff run. Uh, as far as NBA title contenders, no, not not I don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're just being competitive and scrappy and a pest towards the other contending teams. Yeah, most certainly. I feel like they could still give like the Lakers trouble, you know, and you know, like they did last season. And you know, and now you know with Murray, uh, you know, it's it's potential to see you know a leap in his game because, you know, it felt like it was coming last season before he yeah. tore his ACL. And now, you know, I can see him definitely um, making improvements, you know, offensively. Hopefully, you know, he get his jump shot right. But I, I you know, I have the utmost um, anticipation that he's going to be good. And the team is going to be good. You know, like mm-hmm. they got a lot of um, continuity together. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all in on um, San Antonio, at least fighting for that seven or eight seed. Yeah, this will be one of the strongest tests out for San Antonio as far as staying in the playoffs and keeping that streak live. But we will be able to see uh, what happens with San Antonio as things go on into the postseason in 2020. Uh, last uh, ex- extension that we have out in the Western Conference comes from a team that a lot of NBA Twitter as well as a lot of um, NBA writers are going to be paying attention to in this next season. Uh, Joe Ingles signs a one-year, $14 million extension with the Utah Jazz. So as the Utah Jazz makes their way to being quality title contenders, uh, Joe Ingles is a very important piece of that for the past couple of years out in Utah. He signs a $14 million extension to play with them this season. Fourteen million of them things, man. You know, you know, big ups to Joe. He's 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 been a grinder, you know, with Utah. Been you know, just a t- fun pleasure to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good goo guy. You know, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they utilize him and Bogdanovich together at the three, four spots. You know, whether if, you know, they'll have him start alongside Bogdan Bojan or have him come off the bench as a six man. You know, it's going to yeah. be interesting. They got a lot of uh, options, especially with Royce O'Neal. You know, he could, they could have him, you know, move into the three. Uh, have them running the six man. They they got a lot of nice pieces there, and you know, and it's going to be cool, you know, just seeing you know whenever Utah when their offense actually does clicks, which might be take some time, mm-hmm. you know, just watching him and Bogdanovich like bomb threes and 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 Mitchell run over to to the cut into the paint, hitting dunks, getting nice layouts, getting good shots of his own, and and Colin getting good threes and Gobert rim running. It'll be a bunch of, um, I feel like, you know, at their peak, it'll be a really fun team to watch. Now, out in the Eastern Conference, we have a few uh, brand new contracts that are going out for our youngest stars. Of course, um, one of the more recent ones comes from the NBA champion Toronto Raptors and Pascal Siakam. He ends up signing a four-year, $130 million max contract to stay out in Toronto. Uh, This was something that I found that was uh, going to be very important for Toronto as they um, end up changing from their championship team this past summer. And thankfully they keep Kyle Lowry uh, within the talks that he has. Uh, one of the biggest pieces that I felt that Toronto needed to complete was locking down Siakam as these next couple of years play out. Well deserved, man. Well deserved for uh spicy P or playoff P or championship P, however you want to. <laughs> the real playoff P. Pascal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. He, at this very moment, he is the real playoff P. 
And uh, and, and you know, and he's he's you know, he worked his ass off last season. Uh, he did win most valuable, um, most not most improved player. Hey, yeah. he could be MVP years down the line. Who, who knows, man? The future is still very bright for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he's more than likely going to be the number one option going into the season. Uh, while Lowry either takes a step back, you know, and still assuming the leadership role, but as you know, the team is still looking to see if they're going to compete at this time. Uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but I feel like, you know, he's going to be able to up his game and be able to, you know, take another leap because, you know, the, you know, the, he's still got enough talent and enough time left within him to, uh, to continue to improve. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good deal. Um, you know, it, and, you know, he, he, he's earned it. Uh, and, you know, I remember seeing a lot of folks, you know, getting, uh, confused about that deal, uh, and which, you know, it was nothing but a blip for me. You know, you know, he's he's done what he did. You know, he did what he could. And I know that um that um Masai is just looking to secure the future, whether yes. it's going to be for another title run, another playoff run or just rebuilding in general and having Siakam there as a cornerstone is a good way to go. It's the first step. Yeah. Very important um, performances from Siakam in the NBA finals has made a very good name for himself from that. Of course, being a part of the first championship team out in Toronto uh, for the Raptors, which very good that they were able to lock that down. Um, How you felt about their uh, Atlantic division um, counterparts? Well, not necessarily counterparts, but they're, um, let's just say that, uh, well, I feel I mean, like Raptors and Nets would be a. I feel like Raptors and Nets could be a good rival. They did have that series. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, technically, if you're in the same division, they're they're going to be a rival. It may Essentially, be a rival, right? One, but yeah, it, it's a rival. Um, what have uh, you felt about Torian Prince and his two year, twenty nine million dollar extension out in Brooklyn? Love it, man. You know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm good. With, you know, Torian Prince. You know, you know. Uh, he he was a Hawks favorite. Seen a lot of him out uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Seen a lot of <laughs> seen a lot seen him play a lot. Seen him seen him out in um in, in Baylor in that infamous uh rebounding press conference that he had. Uh, he, <laughs> I became a fan right away. Uh, he's uh he's going to be great, great for them. You know, playing at the four. He uh, mm-hmm. he had a solid preseason outing. He averaged around sixteen points per game. Uh, and you know he's going to be able to hold the fort. He's going to play a lot of minutes, of course, with Durant now being out with this Achilles recovery and. And you know he's he's going. It, it, the deals it's a nice sweet deal. Uh, you know, just for like, like two years, twenty nine million, right yep. up there with uh, Levert's uh, three years and fifty two million. Uh, it 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 keeps him there at least you know for the duration of the first two years of um Durant and Kyrie being together as a duo. Yeah. Um, it's also still a movable contract just in case you know they did want to move him for another piece as well. Mm-hmm. Uh and. In all likelihood, you know, I, I I just I know he's going to be a good bucket, you know, just especially to bail out Kyrie in certain games towards the season. Yeah, <laughs> are you expecting are you expecting Kyrie to, to Kyrie to need a little bit of bail money out in Brooklyn this early? Uh, not not necessarily. Uh, but you know, you know, it's good to have some help. Yeah, and you know, and Tory, he's willing to he's willing to help out. He, you know, he's it's a solid defender as well. Uh, and you know, and he he could give you these twenty. 20 every now and then, you know, a solid, you know, just a solid scorer, you know, and a guy that's able to defend at least, you know, the four and the three position. 
Yeah, so we'll have to see what Prince um, does with that as far as being um, involved in the first year in the Brooklyn Nets without Kevin Durant, but will be a, um, a quality point for Kyrie as things improve and hopefully are very well in Brooklyn's favor heading into um, what they are expecting to have um, having success out in Brooklyn. Now, the uh, another Atlantic Division rival, we have Jalen Brown finally got his deal that was being discussed out in Boston. Uh, probably one of the more controversial, probably one of the more controversial contracts that came out in the past couple of days, but uh, he and the Boston Celtics have agreed on a four-year, $115 million extension with $103 million out of that being guaranteed money. Uh, we do know that this is the first rookie to sign an extension for the Boston Celtics since Rajon Rondo in 2010. So, Big stat, I would say, in Boston Celtics' standpoint, it's literally been a decade since a rookie assigned his extension for Boston. Uh, but Jalen Brown being one of the two names that Celtics fans have taken very serious in viewing and making sure that they develop uh, between uh, him and Jason Tatum. Good for him, man. I mean, I, I, that's the that's the best thing I can really say. Uh, <laughs> but for Brown, um, I, I, I'm actually – surprised that they were able to get the deal done not only did this matter um in the amount that he was able to get because i remember when when brown said that he served to have max money everybody yeah. laughed even i even i laugh it i, I mm-hmm. like Jalen brown's game uh but you know it's just to see just to see that he was able to get this deal uh wow i mean he he probably channeled the spirit of joe johnson <laughs> back here <laughs> Uh, and 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 in in essence, it puts Jason Tatum's situation in question because Jason Tatum, another one of those players that is looking to have as much money as possible as his contract year uh, begins to come up very soon. So um, he sees Jalen Brown able to get this amount of money from Boston, but who knows if he's going to be able uh, to get this amount at, at this type of stature from the Celtics as well. He ends up being, I, I, in my opinion, the bigger name out in the Celtics as, as uh, compared to Jalen Brown. Is so you would expect him to be able to get a little bit more money than what Jalen has been able to provide. But who knows that happens? I look at it this way: um, you still got Gordon Hayward as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's in the last year of his contract before going into the, um, the team a player option. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, the matter of the fact is, you still got a chance of seeing how Jalen performs. Like I think it's still a contract that still can be moved. And you know, it is all about how he performs. He has to perform to his contract. Like, you know, he's about to get 29 and a half per year on average. And, you know, but the problem is, yes, he's still playing alongside Tatum. He just brought in Kimball Walker as well to be their number one scoring option more than likely and Kyrie Irving replacement. How the hell Jalen Brown's going to get all these shots? Like, <laughs> I mean, unless he's like, like having Gordon Hayward play off the bench, it's just going to be too many hands trying to figure out, you know, you know who's going to be taking a rock, who's going to be able to um, be the number one option at any given yeah. point in time. And you have Tatum and Kemba likely supposed to be the guys that should be your top two options. And Gordon Hayward also wants to, you know, try to get himself back into peak form. Uh, it, it's going to it's going to look a little murky for Brown. I mean, to be honest, like we, we've seen how he performed uh, in China for the FIBA World Cup. 
and, and we've seen how he's been, you know, during the, the preseason. I mean, I don't know how possible it is, you know, for him to be like a, a elite offensive threat. Yeah. But, you know, he's definitely going to be really good on defensive side. And so if anything, he should definitely amp up his own play on the other side of the floor uh, as that, you know, that defensive locksmith, you know, and be able to translate later into becoming, you know, an offensive stalwart because uh, I, I just don't, you know, know how it's going to really work. Uh, but, you know, he has to play up his, his potential. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that tomorrow night against Philadelphia. Uh, you know, again, you know, I was like, you know, he plays up to 30 minutes. He only has eight points. You know, how mm-hmm. that's going to look. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and people are going to completely point directly to that contract and just start roasting it every single time. There's a three for eight for oh, damn it, 11 that's points. Going, that's that's going to be him all season long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime he has a performance, so he's not putting up 20 points or having double doubles of like 10 rebounds or like eight assists, you're going to look right back at that contract, 29 million. Yeah, I know. I definitely did it with Otto Porter when he mm-hmm. was in Washington. So I know Boston fans for sure are going to be looking the same way. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very expensive contract, and, and unfortunately for Boston, it ends up being another talking point that they had last season. There was a lot of worry about um, how oh, Kyrie Irving oh, was going to be able to share that. Oh, so it also and his character's here too, man. So I mean, he needs he's going to need his yeah, and he's one hundred percent going to need his money. You see how he was bitching over in New York. Yeah, so I'm like, it's, it's just too. It's just, a, it's just a whole lot of hands, one basketball. Um, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, we said that about the Warriors back then, but it's the mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. It's, it's a different team. Yeah. But you know, if anyone that knows how to probably make this work is basic Brad himself. So, you know, Brad Stevens, I think you could count on him try to uh, give Jalen, you know, as many opportunities as possible so he could play up to his contract. But uh, it, it's, it's going to be a very interesting. Um, First two months, if you ask me. Now, two last ones for the Eastern Conference. We have Sabonis uh, agreeing with the Indiana Pacers to a brand new deal, a four-year, seventy-seven million dollar deal with the Pacers, up to eighty-five million dollars. He can choose to make it oh, up okay. to in incentives. Um, uh, uh, originally, I was, I was like saying when I first saw the deal, I thought he was underpaid. But now, knowing mm-hmm. about the incentives, that that works out for me. I still feel like he's slightly grossly underpaid, but you know, it's still a really good deal, nonetheless. Yeah, unfortunately, we do not have details on the incentives as of yet. I would assume that they would be, well, uh, I won't even say necessarily similar to Buddy Heald because I don't believe Sabonis should be uh, playing with the intents of being in in, in an all-star weekend or an NBA Finals. Uh, But his incentives will be able to bring that 77 up to $85 million uh, for himself and the Indiana Pacers. And, of course, the Pacers will be – uh, a team to look at in the Eastern Conference as far as playoff position, as well as what happens with Victor Oladipo once he returns. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as uh, incentives, yeah, uh, they are split evenly for $2.6 million each year for either being named the All-Star or an All-NBA team okay. in each year of his four-year deal. So in the Eastern Conference, it should be very, very easy for uh, a baby Sabonis to make an All-Star team. Uh, so I don't, I'm not too sure about the all ABA, but he could definitely be an all-star, especially if the Pacers um, outplayed their expectations without Oladipo and, you know, him and Miles Turner become this like dynamic beast of a front court, you know, and, it, 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 and you know, it could really work out for them. Um, I think they're really testing the waters with these two playing alongside of each other because for the longest time they've been mm-hmm. keeping them separate. And now they have no other option just to have those two together and 
alongside Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren. You know, they could be a really good team defensively. I just don't know how good they're going to be without Oladipo on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, you know, because they, they need someone to get buckets. And mm-hmm. right now, the only one I'm seeing that can really get buckets for them is Sabonis and TJ Warren. And possibly even if, if Miles Turner is able to have those performances as well, possibly that too. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, but uh, I could see Turner being being a, a good, solid defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but you know, as as far as the Pacers team, they're still going to be good. They're still going to be scrappy, but it's going to be rough. Um, you know, especially you know on offense because we've seen how they were last year in the playoffs when they got completely demolished by the Boston Celtics and they ran out of gas and they couldn't get their offense going towards late, late in games. And yeah. now they just, just need that offensive punch. Hopefully TJ Warren could be that for them. Jeremy Lamb also uh, brings something out of that, but you know, Indy, you know, Indy is just a, in a middling spot right now. And I can only just see them somewhere between the, the fifth and sixth seed. Now this last portion I did save for last for a specific reason. Uh, the Washington Wizards and oh, Bradley yes. Beal have yes. stuck together. <laughs> there has been a quality amount of, but not even necessarily controversy. I feel like Bradley Beal has been flirting as low-key as possible with a lot of different fans and their ideas hey, of where hey, they'd hey, like Bradley hey, to go. No. Hey, Mark, how you feel, man? Um, how you feel? Because I know this this really affects you more than it does me. You know what? I I feel like I would have liked having Bradley Beal on the Heat. I feel like Bradley Beal would have liked having Bradley Beal on the Miami Heat. Um, he at first I didn't put too much interest in him liking a photo of him in a Heat jersey or or whatever it was out on Instagram. But the more that I looked at his reactions and his responses and him liking different things about the Miami heat. I saw him in an arena with a Haslam Jersey uh, on the wall. I'm like, okay, I mean, maybe there is, maybe there is something here, but with all of that came, okay, how's Miami going to pull this off? Because they have so many different contracts that become difficult to move in an area with, um, any type of trades in general, but the the biggest portion of all that came from uh, the report that came out from Washington that if uh, Miami wanted Bradley Beal, they would have had to consider taking on John Wall's contract as well. And unfortunately, John Wall will not be able to play for this season as well. So it becomes a very expensive contract to take on with the risk. I mean, it's a very high risk and possibly high reward for Miami in getting Bradley Beal. But now that the deal is done with Washington, you get two years and 72 million for Beal and keeps him in Washington until the 2022, 2023 season where he has a player option. Um, I would have liked having Beal, but I feel like there's, there, there's somebody else that could be joining out in Miami that I'm just not positive of who yet. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, just still like a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of, um, moving parts to be determined going into the regular season. But uh, for, for this deal, like, you know, I am ecstatic that we get to at least keep him for at least another full season. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he has an opportunity to really put up some ridiculous numbers on such a terrible, terrible wizards team that we have assembled this past summer. Um, uh, He's definitely going to be gunning for the all NBA. 
Uh, and I make sure, I'm sure that Scotty Brooks himself is going to ensure that he gets every opportunity possible to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like this team sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm just I'm just going to keep it real with you. Like I'm like I am not looking forward to you know uh, as far as like watching my team lose. Yeah, almost every single game. But, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to at least the development of Thomas Bryant, uh, who I feel like he's going to have a really stellar year or two with the ample opportunity that he's going to be given to him. Um, Roy Hachimura, who, you know, is going to be one of those rookies that we see this year that, you know, who's going to be solid. I'm not too yeah. sure if he's going to be anywhere near the rookie of the year campaign, but I could see him translating into the NBA game very fast. Yeah. Or at least by January and February, more like well, how Trey Young was after the All-Star break, where he just explodes and just be really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it Davis Bertans, CJ Miles, you know, these are you know, like good three point shooters, you know, that they, they can help space the floor, make Brad's job easier for him when he gets that 40 ball. And <laughs> and um, I'm so like, they're also gonna be I, I was about to hold it. And I was like, I can't hold it. And, 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 you know, they're going to probably um trade. You know, they're going to probably trade off some of these pieces. But who knows? Um, they might, they might try to you know at least try to compete in losing. You know, and just you know to see you know for Brad to get his numbers up. I don't see Brad like leading the league in minutes like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could see him be more you know around. 33, 32, some respectable minutes. Because uh, he also got Isaiah Thomas, who's going to be coming in. Uh, yeah. and he's also going to be looking to prove something as well and, and try to, you know, shut the naysayers off, you know, after, you know, having so many setbacks in his career with his injuries, his hip injury, and not really given an uh, opportunity with Cleveland and Denver, mm-hmm. especially specifically. Uh, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I'm There's looking really forward to least Isaiah and Denver went. Yeah, that was, it was it was really rough. Um, I mean, but there was there's not much that he could do about that, you know. Uh, but yeah. hopefully, you know, he gets an opportunity to like just run through, run rough shot, and have a really good year with the Wizards, you know, statistically wise. But yo, our defense is going to be so abysmal. Uh, it, it's this is going to be one of the worst defensive teams in the league, probably alongside Atlanta and most definitely Cleveland as well. But I feel like Cleveland. They still got Tristan Thompson and uh, and maybe a a motivated Kevin Porter, you know, who's one of their good rookies that I enjoy watching. Um, But, but yeah, the Troy Brown, I think Troy Brown's our best defender right now, alongside Beal, of course. Yeah. Uh, Everyone else, it's just just hit or miss. I'm not sure about Admiral Schofield. Um, Justin Robinson, more than likely another rookie of ours, is probably going to get a lot of point minutes at the – Point one position since um Thomas is going to be out for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. with uh, his thumb injury, and now um I'm I'm looking at the team and I will say it's one of the least things that I have to worry yeah. about in the Southeast Division. As I declare oh, yeah. war on the Southeast Division, it's one of the 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 smaller areas that I uh, have to worry about. I'm still um, not uh, a little bit worried about the Orlando Magic. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks really have to worry about for real. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks have been getting a little bit too much, uh, too much. Too good. <laughs> I don't know about too good, good yet. I don't know about too good yet. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. Atlanta's gotta. Atlanta's gotta prove it to me. All right. Atlanta's gotta prove it to me. Oh, Atlanta's gonna suck. 
I'm just letting you know this too. They're going to be awful. I'm going to enjoy watching them play, but like they're also going to be very bad on the defensive side. Uh, like uh, I, it's it's just Cam's going to be cool. I'm going to enjoy watching Cam Reddish play. I'm going to enjoy watching Trey Young play. Uh, you know, John Collins, of course. But they have no good defenders on there whatsoever. Probably maybe Fence Carter and DeAndre Denbury, but you know, Fence is 40 years old. And in Denbury, you know, uh, that's really the only good defender they really have. Everyone else is DeAndre Hunter. You know, he he probably might be a really good defender, but you know, it's also his rookie year, so they're going to make a lot of mistakes on that end. Uh, I, I I saw how Miami just carved them up in the preseason game, and I know that it's going to be easy slim pickings whenever they they play them this season. But uh, the Magic, like the Magic, that's the team that you know. That that's everyone should be looking out for, and especially you. I know they're just like hundreds of miles away from you, but they definitely are going to be at the top of the uh, top of the conference standings, and that's 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 really the only teams to worry about in the South Southeast Division. You're not even talking about Charlotte, man. Uh, like, yeah, yeah like, I, I'd have a higher interest in talking about Charlotte if I knew Hornets fans. No, we don't, and and I have family from Carolina, so it, it's that's just a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like no 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 one really really cares about the horns i do care about the martin twins still but that's that's it you know other than that you know I, I, that team is going to be abysmal now if anybody Very wants bad. to help out the southeast division please for the love of god i've had enough of seeing and reading this week somebody take Deion waiters please somebody. hey man yo man what's going on with your boy man somebody he, take the waiters this is this is he's, he, he's this heated point. he's heated because the drip the drip squad is taking his t- shine yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, listen, come on. listen, listen. It's it's not his. It's, it's not you know Tyler Hero and Ducky Robinson and Miles Leonard fault that you know that they play good <laughs> basketball and you know and, and and they dress good and they you know and they they actually play to their roles and you know play to win and you know and you know buy into the Heat culture. You know, I'm like, it's funny, you know, seeing how Dion. You know, I like Dion. You know, I think he's a fine scorer. Yeah, highly talented. We've had great moments with him out yeah. in, in out in Miami, but you know, for for one, but that dude was one, out of shape, man. He yeah, you shouldn't talk last season. You really shouldn't talk too spicy with with the amount of time that it took to to come back from his injury. And 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 and, and granted, you know, different injuries are treated. Mm-hmm. With a lot of different care, and I, I want to be able to respect that as much as possible. But I can't respect it if you're hopping on Instagram saying Eric Spolstra won, and I could win the same way if I had LeBron, Wade, and Bosch too, with a little emoji shrug. Like, can you, can we stop? And when we team with LeBron and Kyrie and got shipped off to Oklahoma City, like this then, is an Eric Spolstra that won before. Off there. Yeah, like, like, come like on, man. You're, paying, you're not paying attention to the air exposure that has won before LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. That's just one thing. On top of that, you're laughing at people saying that at this point, Hero is already better than D. Waiters. And despite the fact that maybe Tyler Hero has not played one NBA game as of yet, maybe that is something that you would like to laugh at as D. Waiters. But you have a lot of Heat fans that were pretty down on Tyler Hero on draft night that are highly interested and pretty much uh, apologizing for a lot of their takes on the signing of Tyler Hero on that night. He's done very well. Um, I was questionable about Myers Leonard. He has done very well in his position. 
Um, he had some, he had quality moments out in Portland, but I just did not know how it would translate out to Miami. And so far, I've not been too hype about the preseason because I do not want to be hype about being four and one. And then, oh, well, it's preseason. Of course, it's supposed to be good. So I was like, okay, let, let, let me just calm down on preseason and wait until uh, tomorrow night when things open up against the Memphis Grizzlies. And I might find a way to sneak into that bit. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to do it. Man, y'all going to cook the Grizzlies, bro. I love exactly. But, John, I, I but, love, I, but I, I, I'm actually interested to see how John Wright does. So I don't know. Yeah, I want to see Ja. I want to see Jaron Jackson. I want. I want. I want to see Memphis. I, I. I don't think it's going to. I mean, it's. It's going to be the the Memphis Grizzlies, of course. But y'all. Y'all, y'all um, also going to see um Andre Iguodala in the stands. You know, he's not going to be on the bench. By the Andre Iguodala be eating some damn popcorn. <laughs> I'm, I see. I. I might sit next to Iguodala. If I sit next to Iguodala, I'll Facetime Jeff. I'll Facetime Jeff. I'll make sure that we get a. I'll make sure we get a quick interview. I don't know how happy he's going to be with that, so maybe I'll leave him alone. I don't know. I don't know how how approachable Andre uh, is. I haven't heard too many bad stories with that. But I'm sitting next to you. Don't even have to talk basketball with him. Probably talk about what he's listening to right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'll 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 dive into the stories. He'll probably want to talk about his book, and then I'll just be like, "Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. pick it up at a Barnes and Noble tomorrow." And then I probably won't pick up the book, but you know, it'll be a good <laughs> conversation. Um. But yeah, I, I feel like that's I feel like that's that's just something that that needs some assistance. Will somebody take D waiters? I've I've had enough. We we be willing to pick back um pick up Joe Johnson again? We don't we don't need this bad. Uh, no, no, no. Shout out shout out <laughs> shout out to Big Three MVP Joe Johnson. Uh, but I still have 2016 second round um bad taste in my mouth with the 2016 second round. I'm still not over it yet. <laughs> still not over it yet. We we and I've said that <laughs> now that I remember I've actually said this. <laughs> uh I told Jeff in season two we should take some credit as Miami Heat for helping Toronto advance into being the NBA championship team that they are as of right now. Thanks for that round. And Jeff is ready to unplug my microphone from that. So um you know I I, I guess I'll I guess I'll leave that alone at a certain point. But um, I think that's all we have for the newest contracts. Of course, these are going to be our brand, well, not brand new stars, but these will be our youngest stars that um, have made well amounts of money from their newest contracts in the NBA. So shout out everybody um, that has had everything set up as Young opening bulls. night comes on tonight. I will say the thing that I will uh, uh, take a look at in the future is things that happened with the Jason Tatums, the Donovan Mitchells, and the Aaron Foxes, and the Lonzo Balls of the NBA, and the Brandon Ingrams, who will be having their contract years being discussed in the next year. He did get extended today. Oh, he did get extended um, yesterday. Uh, So he's going to be a restricted free agent. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a big year for him. Yeah, so, I feel like he has a lot of things to prove out in New Orleans, especially going into tonight. And mm-hmm. that's uh, it's going to be um, you know, it's going to be you know, he really has to put up uh and step up, you know, in the wake of uh, you know, the news that we're probably going to discuss right now uh, that considers you know New Orleans Zion Williamson. And, oh yes, you know, Zion and Williamson. Um, you know, and how this affects the rest of uh, this regular season, if not at least the first couple of months. And I guess the first, the first defeating thing is, well, um, we don't get any Zion Williamson tonight, which is a little bit um, uh, uh, disappointing, but he is out for six to eight weeks after having surgery on a torn meniscus. I know the initial reports were that Zion Williamson um, avoided anything that was long-term, but I feel like a torn meniscus is pretty important, right? Uh, yeah. 
uh, I believe that it is is very very important. Um, it's funny um, that that the Pelicans they said that this uh, injury wasn't that severe. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and he's not he, he wasn't looking to miss that much time. But two months two months is a lot of time. Like right off the gate, I, I checked the schedule, and he's going to be missing at best the first thirty two games of the regular season. That's a lot, especially for a team like the New Orleans Pelicans, who really needs that at this point. And 18 of those games are going to be all televised. Like, Oh, that is <laughs> – oh, man. Oh, Adam is not happy. Yeah, one of those games is definitely going to be against the Phoenix Suns. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we're, we're subjected to watch Devin Booker versus Lonzo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's going to be an entertaining game, to say the least. But with that, I guess you get a lot more Drew Holiday. People have been very big on Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, and of course, like I said, Brandon Ingram, you know, he's definitely going to have to uh, step up as a scoring option. Uh, yeah. Lonzo Ball, we're going to see probably more of what he's capable of doing. But I'm, I think it's going to be much of the same when he was in Los Angeles before the injuries. And um, and we're going to, of course, we're going to get a lot more um, Derek Favors, you know, being an option as well. Yeah. Which I which I'm cool with because I like Favors. You know, he's really good. Uh, but uh yeah, uh, really, uh, what I could expect, um, hopefully, you know, they're able to spread out some of those guard minutes uh, to um, to kill Alexander Walker, who, you know, I feel like he uh, gave them a lot of buckets going as, um, going into the, the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And Josh Hart, of course, as well. You know, they, they could try to, you know, be uh, very interesting and experimental with those uh, sign minutes, you know, that he's going to be out for a while. But this really sucks, man. Uh, you know, because you know, you know, people are really anticipating, uh, you know, the 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 rookie sensation in in Williamson, and you know how incredible that he looked in the preseason, mm-hmm. just dominating. You know, he was shooting like seventy percent from the field, uh, and and in the last like a couple of games, it was eighty. Like you know, and you you could have like at least you, we really would have saw some great TV, um, watching him play. Uh, in a in a very in a number of these marquee games, especially against Toronto, um, Golden State, and then there's a game um in in November against the Lakers. It's the very first showdown between the Pelicans and Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know him versus AD and Braun. That's gone now. For now, it's gone. And yeah, we'll have you know, to wait it, for that in the next rendition. Yeah, we'll, we'll more ha- likely have to wait sometime in 2020. And you know it, it really brings the question if um. Uh, with the Pelicans, you know, with the team that they got right now going into the season and the likelihood of Siam missing the first 30 games or so, you know, if they proceed to bottom out and don't start off all that well, they go under 500. They don't They don't go 16-16. They go mm. like, like maybe like 8-25. and 25. No, Like, is there a possibility of like, you know, David Griffin and Alvin Gentry just like pulling the plug and just – sitting sign out for the rest of the season oh wow uh that would be highly interesting i don't feel like pelicans fans would be happy at all i don't feel like a no. lot of nba fans would no. be very happy at all we do not want a blake griffin situation with this at all um or ben simmons one for the matter yeah exactly that uh, the same thing with ben simmons um that would be something that I, I feel like they would have to do a very high debate on that because as much as you'd like to maybe protect Zion and, 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 and not have to have him play in these games that are essentially pointless when the world is just completely out of playoff contention, um, 
you start looking at something that has been very controversial in general in the NBA as far as pulling people that are able to play and and, and, and sitting them. And that starts off uh, a conversation that has not ended for these past couple of years. Oh yeah, especially um with the the you know the the advent of um low management too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Respect for a lot of these duos going into the um the season as well, resting guys like Kawhi, LeBron, AD, maybe mm-hmm. Russell. Uh, the, you know, depending on how his situation with his knees are going. Uh, yeah, it's it it will really be a big blow for this season. Um, you know, sitting outside and really uh, derailing the rookie of the year. <laughs> Chances, um, but I mean, it, the New Orleans have, they have to look towards the future, and they mm-hmm. have to protect, you know, their franchise and their franchise cornerstone in sign. And yeah. you know, it it you know, and I already see you know the memes out there, you know, comparing sign Williamson to Greg Oden. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is like the big hurt Frank Thomas. This is, <laughs> this is a this is a really different situation from what Oden had. I mean, you know. Side, you know, it, it, you know, with his knees, you know, and his size, like yeah. he's huge. Like it, you know, it does probably put a lot of pressure on, you know, having all that weight crashing down on his knees when you know when he's jumping for a dunk or going for a rebound or at least pounding his feet onto the pavement. Uh, it's just hopefully will give him an opportunity to better condition himself while he's recovering. Uh, mm-hmm. be able to lose as much weight as he can so he could be a little bit lighter on his feet. And be able to withstand, you know, 82 game season. If he has to play 75, so be it. If he, he has to even play 68, you know, you know, during you know the first couple of years in his um, in his career, you know, that will work out as well. But you know, I just want men to make sure that he has a long, successful career, Absolutely. and you know, years and years of his prime, you know, being amazing and continuing to grow and improve, and if we as fans the bullet and you know miss a season of him, then so be it. It will mm. suck. We might have to cry. We might have to um you know <laughs> yell and curse out in the streets, but it will be beneficial that you know that he, it's for the he greater would good. have to sit out for that, you know. But uh yeah, it, it's rough. It's it's really rough. And now we now we have to like bank on maybe what RJ Barrett. John Morant is definitely the second, you know, you know, the first front runner, you know, the runner up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? what now we got we got have other rookies like RJ Barrett or or maybe or even your boy Tyler Hero. You know, Tyler uh, Hero, Kobe China, White had China, a good preseason. Kobe White, of course, yes. Uh, you know, even even Hachimura, like I say, you know, even though I don't expect him to have major moves going into the um his rookie year, mm-hmm. he should still be very good. Cam Reddish, of course, I don't. He's not in DeAndre Hunter. Reddish, I don't see him getting a lot of playing time, you know, further into the season maybe. Uh, but uh, he's probably going to come off the bench. He might be starting right now as Herder's recovering from a leg injury himself. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't see how much opportunity he's going to get as far as getting into the rookie year conversation, especially playing alongside the likes of uh, Trey Young. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to see what comes in the um, possible aspect of a runner-up. Rookie of the Year now becoming the actual Rookie of the Year if Zion um, does get this type of rest. And and, and in that case, it will be 
unfortunate for Zion as far as not winning Rookie of the Year. But uh, going forward, there, there's going to be plenty of different accomplishments that I'm sure Zion has to check off. So maybe Rookie of the Year ends up uh, being one that he misses if he has to take extensive time off. But we'll be able to see who wins Rookie of the Year um, in place of that. It's going to be crazy because this would be like the one year, you know, where we always try to create controversy over this award, whether it was like Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons or Luca and Trey, when there were clear winners there, mm-hmm. despite the fact that uh, the runner ups made a strong, you know, push of um, going for that award. This one, no matter who wins, like if science out, this will be pretty tainted into a lot of the eyes of many fans. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you won only because sign didn't play. Which mm. you, know, you know, and that I think that will affect the winner much as uh the likes of like Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons and Trey Young and Luca. Yeah, going up against each other. Yes. But at least the the, the first the first New Orleans will have to uh start in game one will start tonight. And with that we will start all around the world. So hit the music. First two games tonight in the opening day of the 2019-2020 NBA season. You have the New Orleans Pelicans going up against the NBA champion Toronto Raptors. They'll be at 8 o'clock on TNT uh, with the first battle of Los Angeles between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Happens out in Staples Center at 10.30 also on TNT, of course. LA Clippers without Paul George, but you will have plenty of other stars for the Clippers as they go up against the Lakers for the first time. Uh, Tomorrow, on Wednesday, you have 11 games, so a lot of different teams starting off their first game of the NBA season. Uh, The televised games that we have on ESPN tomorrow night, you have the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers at 7.30 at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. And at 10, you have the Denver Nuggets going up against the Portland Trailblazers. This will be the first opportunity that you have to see Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum out with Hassan Whiteside as their new center and the Denver Nuggets starting a brand new season as their playoffs did not go as expected. Um, Thursday, you have three games. Uh, you have the Pistons and the Hawks out, um, not televised. That will be at seven, but on TNT at eight, the Milwaukee Bucks go up against the Houston Rockets out in Houston. And at 1030, you have the LA Clippers going up against the Golden State Warriors in the brand new Chase Center in San Francisco. So that will definitely be one to watch between the Clippers and the Warriors Friday of nine games or televised games on ESPN. Eight o'clock, the Dallas Mavericks going up against the New Orleans Pelicans out in New Orleans. Um, and at 10.30, the Utah Jazz going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. So a lot of people will be having their eyes on the Dallas Mavericks this year. Your first uh, televised game for Dallas will be on Friday at 8. And the Utah Jazz start their championship Uh, contention that they would love out in Los Angeles against the Los Angeles Lakers. And Saturday, you have 10 games, three games being on NBA TV. The Miami Heat out in Milwaukee going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, 7.30, the Boston Celtics heading out to Madison Square Garden to play the New York Knicks. And the LA Clippers go up to the Phoenix Suns out of Phoenix at 10 o'clock 
all on NBA TV. And you have Sunday. None of these games will be televised, but you have plenty of good ones between the uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Memphis Grizzlies, the Blazers and the Mavericks, the Miami Heat playing the Minnesota Timberwolves for the first time, the Charlotte Hornets going up against the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Golden State Warriors playing the brand-new Oklahoma City Thunder with a point guard that I'm hoping gets saved very soon. Of course, we're going to save you very soon. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm actually – intrigued about that game right there between um golden state and oklahoma city yeah i feel like as as much as much talk has been on oklahoma city being that it's going to be completely bad now that uh, russell westbrook is out people want to see the new rendition of it and maybe chris paul will be able to to have things going in these next couple of months as things possibly get worked out on a trade or anything of that nature but people just want to see chris paul back in oklahoma city jersey Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, I, I really am intrigued to see how this team fares going um into the season. You know, it's possible that they could still be competing and being really good, or at least you know scrappy, or you know like, be able to be competent. Yeah. As, as far as like all the other teams, especially with Paul at the helm, still got Steven Adams there, who's looking to shoot threes now. I see. And, uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody and, wants to do shit now. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know they still got um, Gallinari. They still have Shea Gilchrist, Alexander that they brought in as well mm-hmm. from the Paul George trade. Yeah, you know they have a lot of weird pieces, um, uh, pieces that you know probably could play well. And Billy Donovan is very keen on trying to play a three guard lineup with Schroeder, Alexander, and Chris Paul. And I, I don't know how good that's going to work. Um, I don't know how, you know, how, you know, what, what, why Dennis Schroeder is still there, but, you know, <laughs> there's still, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's still, it's still going to be interesting to see how they play. And whenever Andre Robinson gets really healthy and be able to come back and see if he hasn't lost a step defensively as well. Um, that, that should be a, a, a interesting league pass game right there yeah. between um, two teams that have uh, for better or worse, um, you know, are shells of themselves. And we might, you know, who knows? We could still probably get like a great fifty-point outburst from Curry. Yeah, could be. Could be able to see. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be if it's on Chris Paul's head. That's going to be his first slander that I'm sure he's <laughs> going to get a whole lot of this season. So hopefully, oh, no in doubt. Chris Paul's case is not that. But uh, those will be all of our games for week one. So I am very excited. Of course, Chris is very excited. And thank you, Chris, of course, for coming on with us um, for episode six of RSPN. A lot of quality NBA talk. I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate uh, as we open up this season, a very exciting season for the NBA and all of its NBA fans. Thank you so much, man. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to the season. Uh you know, other than, you know, my Wizards probably taking a lot of losses this year. Uh, you know, we got some really good games lined up this week, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Battle of Los Angeles uh and Kawhi versus LeBron. Uh, you know, A D really getting that um big moment here, you know, on opening night. You uh you still got the Raptors looking like a good team, uh, against, you know, the Pelicans, which is still a really interesting team. Without sign, it's just, it's just it's just really bad that you know that you won't be able to uh, you know open up you know on the first night and be able to play for yeah. the first couple of months. Uh, it, but I'm, I'm also very very intrigued on the Thursday game too between um, Houston and Milwaukee. After mm-hmm. all that talk over the summer, yep. with the uh, James Harden 
claiming that he was the real MVP and the Houston Rockets organization, for some reason, never stopped shutting up, keep on talking, <laughs> and now look where it's got them now. <laughs> yeah, now they have to go ahead and face Milwaukee. And I'm sure Giannis, uh, his, his, his now MVP season – to be able to play Houston this early, he's going to be very, yes. very motivated to do so. While, especially while they're reeling right now from yeah. all the other uh, attacks that they're getting from all angles. You know, mm. he's definitely going to take advantage of that. Uh, it's and then you know, and I'm just like I'm really interested in seeing how the Warriors fare going forward as a team. Um, and it, it, you know, now they they lost a lot of guys going into the season. You know, yeah. you know Clay is going to be out. You need at least for half the season right now. Uh, Kavon Looney and Willie Colley Stein are currently banged up, so they got to rely on Marquise Chris. And you know he's looked okay. He's looked okay um in the preseason, but you know mm-hmm. of course you can't really fault that. Uh, but uh, I think you know they 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 have a team that I feel like that's going to be young. They're going to make a lot of mistakes as a team. They're going to get their ass kicked a lot. Yeah. But you know when Steph's gone, when he's cooking. Oh man, they have a shot. They have a bunch of chance when he's putting up, you know, thirty-five points, forty points. If D'Angelo could come up behind him with a twenty-point game, and mm-hmm. and you know, Draymond could give you at least a ten to eight, you know, ten rebounds, eight assists, you know, and everyone just plays their part, they could be, you know, at least, you know, somewhere fighting, you know, in um the Western Conference. Yeah, so with with that, I feel like there's going to be a lot of eyes on the Golden State Warriors and all of the different battling that is out in the Western Conference, as well as who is going to be able to um, excel and advance in an area where the Eastern Conference is literally up for grabs. But we will have all of that information in the next rendition of RSPN. Um, next episode will be next week, of course, so that will cover everything we'll have with week one of the NBA. You will have your first week of the perfect plays of the week. So shout out to everybody at the perfect play team for assisting us with that. And uh, just a lot of excitement with our first a couple of games and seeing who's possibly undefeated, who is getting completely destroyed and everything that we have loved uh, from a perspective of Jeff, as well as uh, myself. So you might see us talk some shit a little bit later tonight on the uh, opening games that are out. Um, Of course, We'll remind you about the giveaway. Be sure to uh, retweet the tweet that we have for RSPN today and follow RNC Radio Live on Twitter. We're going to be choosing two listeners on Friday, October 25th. Uh, be sure to stay in tune as we contact our two winners to be able to choose your team and be able to make sure that you are war ready for the brand new NBA season. And of course, again, we thank everybody that has been active and been a part of RSPN's life for the past year and a half and now going on to uh, two years. So shout out to everybody. We're very, very thankful and very happy that we're able to give back uh, to fans of RSPN, but um, the RNC radio network as well. So thank you to everybody. Everybody, be sure to jump in, retweet, do everything that you can to make sure that you are part of the year of the duo giveaway. And with that, we will see you next week.